Michelle Gibson hanging out with you on Trans Radio UK just after 8 o'clock, covering for In Conversation tonight till 9 p.m. Uh, if you're listening from Canada, that is five hours before, so that's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, glad to be with you here. If you recognize the voice, I am the voice behind DJ Trans Sister. You can catch my show Sundays at 2 a.m. British Summertime, 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. I play all the heavy stuff. And it's my birthday this weekend, so uh, we're going to have some party vibes here. After party tunes, uh, so to speak. Uh, On today's show, since I'm filling in, and this is supposed to be a talk show, and it's been a hot minute since I've done talk radio, um, I have a very special guest with me. We're actually broadcasting from Metro Detroit in Michigan. Um, I'd like to welcome my guest, my wife, my teammate, my soulmate, my partner, uh, June Gibson. Why don't you uh, start us off with what your pronouns are? Hello, darling. Uh, she, her, and they, them. All right. So, June, what do you exactly identify as for our audience? Non-binary, trans-feminine. Awesome. And I tell you, she is super fam. <laughs> trans girl. No, we're all about everybody's individual identities here on Trans Radio UK. We're we're very inclusive station. In fact, we were having a discussion uh, earlier today on our internal chats if Mumford and Sons is transphobic, and apparently one of the band members stepped down because he couldn't uh, talk about his right wing views on Twitter uh, back in twenty twenty one. Um, and that was fun to find out today. That, that's a little Google history if you look up Mumford and Sons. On today's show, we're going to talk about being trans in America. Um, you certainly heard good, bad, weird stories coming out of this country. Um, and uh, we have a resident expert in, in, in our home studios here in Michigan. Um, and uh, we're going to ask June about uh, how she uh, approached getting hormones, what the therapy was like um, to get hormones, uh, also coming out socially as well, um, what the name change process was like. And phew, I was there for it, and it's not 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 a fun process. Uh, definitely a lot more complicated than than Ontario and Canada. Um, so um yeah let, let's begin um when did you when did you have an inkling that uh that you were femme oh goodness an inkling um uh like so many people like college college years eight, 18 19 
all right. And uh, and and when did you uh, decide to to come out to everybody? That was in like just in like twenty twenty, just in like twenty twenty two. Um, so I was twenty five. Uh, I had been on hormones for a few months. I had started hormones and then stopped hormones, um, because coming out can be a little bit intimidating and, uh, it overwhelmed me for a little bit. So, uh, but after being on it for again for a few months, then I just did a full social transition because my approach was to just cannonball into the icy cold water and hope that I did okay. <laughs> and I have to say you 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 are amazing. Um so um when you uh started to look into service providers and whatnot, what who did you reach out to? Was there any support groups or anything like that that you reached out to? And, and how did you start HRT? Um, so I was lucky enough to have an extremely good uh, therapist at the time. Um, she was based um, a little bit further south in Michigan in Monroe. Uh, but she recommended a, an organization um, in Detroit-ish, uh, called Affirmations. Um, and that's where I first started going to see what this whole gender thing is about. (laughs) Um, there is a group that was held there weekly called Transgender Life Support. Um, I started attending under my dead name with an entire beard, um, and... Everything spun from there in all the best ways. Um, That's how I managed to learn about providers in the area, um, a doctor's office that specifically would provide hormones on a, um, oh, what is it called? Informed consent basis, where you just... You understand what this process is. Yes, I do. Okay, you can do the process, you know. Um, Which is kind of just up to individual providers here. So you have to know where to go. Um, And this place is kind of one of the queer-friendly providers in the area overall. When you started your uh, medical transition... um did you have to go to therapy first in order to be approved for HRT? Or when you walked into that doctor's office, you just signed the form and then they said, let's get going. Yeah. So that was, um, what I was like kind of grazing over a second ago. Um, my doctor's office, I was able to just sign the paperwork, say that I understand and I could start on hormone therapy. Um, My, depending on the insurance plans uh, here in the States, there are prior authorizations needed depending on uh, 
if you are taking the oral estradiol or the injections, um, all kinds of fun and complications with that. But there are some providers who will ask that you um, see a therapist before they will prescribe HRT as well. And that's going to depend on locality um, and each person's access. I'm fortunate enough to be able to drive 45 minutes to my doctor's office. I know not everybody can do that. And how has your medical journey been so far? Positive. Um, other than headaches with insurance. Like when, when I have my meds, things are amazing, right? <laughs> That's a little bit about uh, starting HRT in, well, in Michigan. Uh, other states may vary depending on laws. There is some laws um, in the works or that have been passed in other states where if you're under 18, you can't even get puberty blockers anymore, um, which is which is very sad to see. Um, but uh, we're, we're not here to talk politics. We're just here to uh, talk about the day in life of, of being trans in America. Um, uh, later on today's show, we're going to get to, um, my, my wife's social transition. How was that with, uh, some, well, as you can imagine, stereotypical Americans as you're picturing right now, listening from the UK or even Canada. Um, but first we're going to have a little bit of a break and we'll be back after this. Trans Radio UK. This is TransRadioUK.com. Transmitting throughout the UK and the world. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Did you know we receive no funding here at Trans Radio UK? To keep us on air and growing, we rely on donations. To donate, please head to www.transradiouk.com and click the link. A regular payment of £20 will see you become a partner of Truck. Other options are available. Email info at transradiouk.com for details. A big thank you from all the team here at Trans Radio UK. If you're transgender feeling lonely and don't think there's any help available? Well now, TransRadio UK have Truck Listens, a confidential phone service just for you on 0800 009 6640. Talk for some time and you're feeling good It's gone so much better than you thought it would Go on, make that call. It's a small price. To talk to someone who's both sympathetic and empathetic, call Truck Listeners. 0800 009 6640. Truck 
Listen, 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 listen. The world's largest radio station for the trans community. Trans Radio UK. on Trans Radio UK. Don't forget, you can listen online at transradiouk.com via DAB in Ireland or via our apps. Check out the Play Store and the App Store for the Trans Radio UK apps. We're joined by my wife, June, uh, who is talking about her experience of being trans in America. Um, this segment, we're going to talk about her social transition and how was that and how that went. And how is it going? <laughs> I can speak words. <laughs> um, so why don't, if you're comfortable, why don't you tell us um, how you came out to your family? Sure. Um, I, I've never really known how I, exactly I feel about coming out as a concept. Um, but I decided that I was going to tell my entire family primarily because I have a lot of extended family. And, um, as many other trans folks listening will know, coming out is not a one-time process. It's a lifetime process in a lot of ways. Um, and I didn't want the headache <laughs> to be honest of telling my all my extended family so I wanted to tell my immediate family and have them tell through the grapevine. Um so I just sent a little text message saying this is, you know, I'm going by June. Uh please address me as she her or they them. And please tell our other family members if I should come up in conversation to update their vocabulary accordingly. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, I kind of mentioned earlier um, my jumping into the ice water approach. So that was really it. Nobody had any, I mean, sure, certain people may have had suspicions or whatever, but there had been no real mention of any anything prior to this i just said hey this is what i'm doing i'm jumping the boat right now when you came out did you did you lose any uh support from any family members or friends like some of us do i have family members that don't really interact with me anymore. Um, Not like incredibly close family members, thankfully. Um, I also have a family that 
has not always been extremely honest emotionally. So um, there are some people who clearly tolerate me, even if they may have other opinions. But that's been the um, general familial reaction, I would say. Have you had any other challenges or roadblocks during your social transition other than dealing with family? Changing your name is hard. (laughs) Uh, Changing your name before you are able to legally change your name, especially, um, that has caused me a lot of headaches. Um, At an office job that I had, it actually made it incredibly difficult repeatedly to access the files that I needed because servers are information is saved uh, by name URLs, and so when my name changed, everything changed. That was a headache. Um, usually usually bureaucracy <laughs> in, all, in any of that, so the, the so legal transition, I kind of am grouping in with social transition there, but I do, I do think they are often related. A little bit later on the program, we're going to talk about the name change process because it is quite the process uh, here in in most states, actually, not just Michigan. Um, I can tell you in Ontario, the name change process is fairly simple. Fill out the paperwork, pay the fee, get a commissioner of oath to sign that you are, yes, legally changing your name and you have no crimes against you. And then you wait and they send you a certificate. That's about it. But in the U.S., it is you have to go to court, which is astronomical, but um, part of the process here, I guess. <laughs> um, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the legal name change process and uh, also... Um, Talk about uh, some more trans stuff. <laughs> For the community, by the community, trans radio UK. Did you know we have an active and fun chat room? Come and join presenters and other listeners at transradiouk.com. All hit music. Hey, this is Pink. Trans Radio UK. Truck United FC, the new football team for the LGBT community. Visit TIUKUnitedFC.com for more details. Bringing you the best music, the latest news, and the best chat shows across the globe. Trans Radio UK. Trans Radio UK, here for the community. 24 hours a day. Real life, is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a cool 
Michelle Gibson hanging out with you on Trans Radio UK. If the voice sounds familiar, I am DJ Transistor. Also, uh, filling in a whole bunch this week. So if you're if you're listening uh, during primetime UK hours, you will hear me a lot. Um, <laughs> the casualty, well, I guess the pro of uh, of getting fired from a job was uh, having some more radio opportunities. Um, but I. I found a day job again, so um, we'll, that, that, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> um, maybe maybe we'll talk about my firing on this week's show because screw capitalism. Um, I decided to uh, to take this out because your name change was, uh, I would say, a horrendous process. Um, and a very needlessly complicated one as well. Um, what was the first step in changing your name legally? First step to legally changing my name. Um, I had to, so the, the general first step is get a court order. Um, so I don't really get to like necessarily file the paperwork and then change my name. Like you were saying, um, I have to file the paperwork to get permission to file the paperwork to change my name. Um, so I had to fill out all the proper forms for the court, um, and submit their filing fees and what have you. Um, I had to file my petition. Um, it's, a petition to change name um in person so i had to you know have the time and the funds and capacity to actually go to downtown detroit um which is one of the only locations where you are able to do that i think you have to go to detroit or lansing um which you know very convenient for people wanting to change their names um I'm actually wrong about that. Now that I think about it, it's by county. So I had to go to Detroit anyway. um, So that was the first step. I had to get the petition. Um, I had to have my name change published in the Detroit legal newspaper, um, which was also another fee. That one I remember was uh, $99 US. I had to pay them to publish the fact that I was changing my name. Um, there is a step that you can take to request that that not happen. You have to demonstrate that you that there's a just cause, like you feel that you are... Your safety is at risk. I was not able to complete that particular hoop. I remember uh, 
also with your name change. You had to go quite through quite the uh, background check process as well. Can you explain how that worked? I did have to go through, um, so they run the normal criminal background check, like here in the States and I believe in Canada as well, they do like you would for a job. Um, but I also had to um, fill out some additional information um, and uh, lost my train of thought. You had to get fingerprints done. Yes, thank you. Um, I had to have my fingerprints taken. I had to pay for all of this, of course, um, and I had to mail them to the um, the state police um, so they could run their own background check. Um, once the police run their background check, um, they then send their check along with my prints information to the FBI, as I understand it. Um, and then they verify it, and then that information is sent, I think, back to the police, but then it goes back to the court, um, and then they will, and then they can schedule me a hearing, um, because I then have to appear before a judge so that the judge can, I don't know, ask me a couple more questions. (laughs) So in the process, you fill out the paperwork, get your background check done, and then you're just waiting. What was your reaction when you had when you um, heard back from the courts about your actual court date? What was going through your mind? Finally, um, because really, that's it, it's a culmination of a lot of effort, but it's heavily mitigated by the fact that that's just the first step. I now just have permission to change my name once I've finished that court date. Um, I then have to take that piece of permission to the other legal entities in order to actually have my name changed. What was your feelings when you were in front of the judge? Um, one part, I'm so glad that I'm finally on the step. Another part, I can't believe this random man sitting in front of me has the power to say whether or not I can change my name, regardless of all the bureaucracy I had to go through before that, that, you know, makes it a quote-unquote objective process. Now, basically, your name change was in the hands of just a random person who happens to have the title of judge. Playing a hypothetical here, what if the judge denied your name change? How would have you reacted? I couldn't even say. Um, I would have had to appeal, I guess. And, yeah, seen where it went from there. And uh, and my wife is quite the fighter, so if that was the case, we, we would have destroyed that judge in the courthouse. <laughs> Thanks for sharing about the name change process, because it is, it is quite a likely one. Um, and... Uh, it's very difficult. I'm not sure about the UK process, but um, I hear it's a little bit more lax as well than, than what she had to occur in the United States. In Michigan, I do know other states also require a court order as well. 
Um, so you get your court order and everything. How is the process in changing over your name at uh, the, well, we call it Service Ontario where we get our driver's licenses, but here they call it Secretary of State and the Social Security Administration. Um, how was that process uh, once you got the, your court order? Um, dealing with bureaucracy is always a little bit slow, but um, yeah, Social Security is kind of, I don't know, the captain agency. Your Social Security number is everything here. Um, so once you have that changed, you can kind of change everything else um, as long as you submit the paperwork to them. Um, so really those were relatively simple. It was just a matter of signing a couple of documents and then waiting again. When we come back, we're going to ask June about work life and transitioning in the workplace. As you can imagine with all workplaces around the world, it's a very challenging time and compounded by some deep American values that are not exactly good um, has certainly made some more uh, challenges and roadblocks ahead. We'll be back after this. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Trans Radio UK. Tune in via DAB in Ireland. Download our app via your smart speaker or online at transradiouk.com. Are you looking for an intimate and affordable graphic design service? Are you an indie author needing help to publish your book? Theodora Rosenberg is here to help. With packages for marketing, publishing and branding available, you're sure to be satisfied. Find out more at authortheorose.com Ever thought about having your own radio show? Well, now you can, as we're looking for presenters to join our team. No experience is needed and minimal equipment required. For more information, email info at transradiouk.com Win £25,000 and help truck listens at the same time. Enter the Rainbow Lottery and click Truck Listens as your chosen organisation. And not only can you win £25,000, 50p of every ticket purchased will go to Truck Listens. Please see www.transradiouk.com and click Win £25,000 for more details. TGV Productions is proud to present... A tour de force from 78-year-old Chrissy Cochran. Earworms is her latest self-produced album, available on all streaming and download sites. Subjects for the album include the plight of transgender people, football, love, and growing old. Earworms by Chrissy Cochran, available from all streaming and download sites from TGV Productions. Simply the best. Malcolm here. Don't go anywhere as we bring you some more trucking, great music, and jazz here on Trans Radio UK. 
David Bowie fame. It's Rochelle Gibson hanging out with you on Trans Radio UK, filling in this Thursday evening, uh, just past 8.30-ish. And uh, stay tuned for more great programming here on Trans Radio UK. Taking you through tonight. We're going to have some excellent music and some more chat. And uh, don't forget, my show, Sundays, 2 a.m. British Summertime. If you like the track Queer from Garbage that we played a little bit earlier, you can hear more tunes like that on my show. And we get even louder and heavier. We're sitting here with my wife, June, broadcasting from Metro Detroit, Michigan. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the hardest stuff you could go through in your social transition, which is work life. Um, what, what you, you, uh, have had some multiple jobs during your, uh, transition. Um, what was your, your first job and how was that, um, process coming out in the workplace? The, First job that I had to deal with that, I actually um, was going, went through the hard transition um, while I was at that job. So I started the job um, performing as the man people thought I was um, and transitioned while I was there. Um, so I left work one day in uh, it's a UK show, Trousers and a Polo. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and I uh, showed up, showed up the next, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, and I I got looks from certain coworkers. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, you get looks anyway. Um, I'm taller than a lot of people, and a 6'2 woman is not, you know, something people generally see, I guess. Whatever. Um, The process of getting people to um, use the correct name and pronouns was a slow one, Um, and the process of communicating with HR was a strange one. Um, very, very typical experience, I think, in trans folks having to educate the people that are in charge of us on what they're supposed to do next. Um, Uh, I was in an office at the time, so it was in some ways easier um, because of the sort of email communication, the secluded-ish nature of the office that I was working in. Um, I could hide in my cubicle (laughs) for most of the day if I was feeling dysphoric. Um, But it was a lot of communicating with um, Human Resources Department um, or human resources person, um, to get the office information updated, the computer information updated, so that I didn't have to see my dead name everywhere. Um, And that was slow to get going. 
Now, uh, fast forward, you work for uh, a section of the federal government. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and you've mentioned you've you've had a bit of a challenge with um, one of your coworkers there. Did you want to shed, shed some light on that? Wow, I can't, wow, that was a tongue twister almost. <laughs> Tripped over your own tongue, it's okay. Um, I don't know that there's much light to shed on it. Um, I think it's a familiar situation to um, trans folks and honestly a lot of queer folks in general. Um, I It does confuse me that a person who never knew me as a man would have such a hard time, like to stop referring to me as a man, but that's really the extent of the problem I've had with this person. Thanks for sharing about uh, a bit about your, your work life. Um, next up, we're going to talk about... Uh, how her sexual identity um, came to fruition and, and how that went about. We'll be back after this. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Did you know we receive no funding here at Trans Radio UK? To keep us on air and growing, we rely on donations. To donate, please head to www.transradiouk.com and click the link. A regular payment of £20 will see you become a partner of Truck. Other options are available. Email info at transradiouk.com for details. A big thank you from all the team here at Trans Radio UK. Do you need someone to talk to? Feel you have no one that will listen. You think you've had too much to slide It doesn't have to be that way. Lessons because everyone needs to talk sometime. Call 0800-009-6640 between 8am and 2am. Truck listens because everybody needs to talk sometime. The world's largest radio station for the trans community. Trans Radio UK. Girl, she got married to a boy like you. 
she'd kick you out if she ever, ever knew about all the you tell me that you do. Dirty, dirty boy, you know everyone is talking on the scene. I hear them it's Rochelle Gibson filling in for In Conversation today on Trans Radio UK. Don't forget to listen to us online at transradiouk.com. Also via DAB in Ireland and via our apps. And uh, if you're cool, you know, you can just send me a DAB radio over to Canada and maybe I'll have some fun with it. Um, we're joined with June, my lovely wife. And we're going to talk about uh, sexual identity. Um, and it can be a challenge for some trans people exploring their sexual identity. Sometimes it's not even coinciding with your transition. You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> um, especially as you become more comfortable in, in your own body of who you truly were. I mean, I've come out as... Uh, let me see. I've come out as lesbian multiple times, bi-curious, demisexual, pansexual. Um, I think there was a period where I might have been asexual for a little bit. And now I'm uh, I'm still demisexual lesbian, but I have had had have had the bi-curious bug. Um, probably influenced by my wife, but <laughs> um so why don't you tell the the listeners um of uh your your uh your journey into um what you what your sexual orientation is wow. The end point of that is um, just I'm I'm just so extremely bisexual. Um, just I really don't all folks of all types of genders and methods of expressing those genders are so fascinating and beautiful. Um, I actually um, so I was one of those people that did have like you know little flickers of like oh maybe this was like a trans-ish type person, um, you know, when I was younger or whatever. But I didn't really question my gender until later. I figured out my sexuality first, though. Um, I was probably like 14, 15 when I first... Mm, I don't know, thought that my attraction might not fit uh societal standards perhaps um and uh came like quote unquote came out just started actively dating um folks of the same gender and sex and whatever however we want to describe that um when i was like 17 ish um and yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of been where I've been at ever since. I never really strayed off of 
being bisexual, I've kind of known even when, like, the only time I really wasn't sure, um, I couldn't understand my attraction to girls for a little while, um, <laughs> because I knew, I really knew that I liked girls, and I liked women, and I liked femme expressing people, but, like, I didn't, something was off about it, and, um, but I, I could understand my attraction to men a little bit better. Um, I figured it out after I realized I was trans, and I said, oh, that's because I'm a woman who likes women. A woman who likes women, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a woman <laughs> who likes women. Um, a girl who likes girl, a femme who likes femmes, you know, all that fun stuff. And that uh, uh, further solidified it. I've always been so bi. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, we got about uh, 10 minutes left on the show, minus uh, a word from our sponsor coming up in a few moments. And of course, more great music and chat here on Trans Radio UK. The next segment here might get a little bit heated, so to speak. Um, my, uh, my wife is definitely into activism here in the United States, and... Uh, Let's get your words on what America could be doing better to support the trans and queer communities. Stop attacking trans children. Stop attacking trans children. Stop attacking trans children. Um, <laughs> that's that's my message to every every politician. Um, I think that I am in a good company, as this is a station based in the UK. Um, I have certainly heard my fair share of tales from Turf Island as well. Um, <laughs> I really like our political processes are so stagnated on um, not not stagnated because it's it's a specific political push to attack marginalized people um, and trans people have become visible and are the source of the attacks and I don't personally think that the political um, institutions that we have are going to stop themselves from doing that um, so people should be angry and people should be making it known how angry they are um, There's no, there's a lot of protests going on um, but trans people are in danger, unfortunately, and, uh, we have to make sure that we stick together like we always have. In the perfect world, what would you like to see in... America and in Michigan. Sorry, what do you mean as C? Like relations between people or? If you were the president, how would you run things? <laughs> if I was the president, there wouldn't be a president. <laughs> I mean, communi communities have always been there for each other, right? That's That's always my main... That's my main um, focus in any uh, sort of organizing or 
um, mutual aid, dual power. These are <laughs> uh, important concepts to work on with each other and build community. Um, I think that the general question of what do you um, what do you think the United States should do is almost like it relies on the systems that have never been um, for us and in fact have always been to subject us. Um, So in my perfect America, we are not America. We are communities taking care of each other. In the world that we live in right now, what are some policies that lawmakers could change right now? Uh, remove barriers to health care and legal um, transition. Uh, self-de- self-declaration. Um, for gender identifiers um, or removing gender identifiers from identification, frankly. Um, I think that, I, I don't know, would it be legislation that's passable? Probably not. What legislation is passable right now? But um, certainly it's something on the level that could be introduced, I think, in a modern Congress or Parliament type government is to just remove a gender marker from state identification in the first place um, and otherwise allow self-identification and um, informed consent for care. Thank you for that insight. We had a few minutes left on the show and when we come back, I'm going to let my wife rant. We'll be back after this. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Looking for business cards, flyers, in fact, anything in print? We can help. Digital format specialists, www.printsmart.uk.com. Think smart, print smart. Many website owners don't like their website hosting company or support provider, but are too scared to move to someone else in case they lose their site or it affects their business. Based in Telford at Purple Prince Media, we will move your website to us free of charge with the best support possible. And if you're looking to start up a business, we're also here to design and build your website from the ground up with unbeatable prices on web hosting and dedicated servers. We're also certified Magento developers, which is the world's biggest e-commerce platform. So... Rest assured, your online business is just a click away. Drop us an email on hello at purpleprints.co.uk or visit purpleprints.co.uk to get started. Purple Prince Media, the local website company. Did you know you can advertise with us for less than a pound a day? Call 0207 856 0584 or email sales at transradiouk.com. Trans Radio UK, a global radio station the whole LGBTQ plus community can be proud of. 
Trans Radio UK is on. Right now. Across the UK and beyond. Now. Now. More of the music you love. Trans Radio UK. Michelle Gibson hanging out with you, filling in for In Conversation, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the program and enjoyed uh, basically my wife and I having a chat and you uh, and you t- you eavesdropping. <laughs> um, we had a few a uh, few minutes left in the show, and um, what is a piece of advice you would give those listening? from America about coming out as trans and, and what advice could you give our trans children? Am I an elder already? (laughs) Ah, well, your journey is going to be yours. Um, I was told um by someone who uh was very supportive was very impactful um within the trans community of metro detroit that um transition will be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life and it will also be the most rewarding thing you've ever done in your life and that has certainly held true for me Um, and that is going to manifest, like I said, in slightly different ways for everyone. Um, you also have to make sure that you are safe and that's going to factor into anyone's decision. Um, This is not something you can do until you're ready, right? Um, And for some people, that's going to be later than others. Some of us wish we had started earlier. I am. But I didn't have the vocabulary until that stage of my life to know the things I was feeling. Um. Yeah, know yourself and surround yourself with love. <laughs> I'm super cheesy and corny like that. <laughs> uh, you're just a wonderful human being and people love you. That's it for me this week. I'll be back, uh, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be filling in, playing some tunes. And in the meantime, keep it locked, keep it cranked to Trans Radio UK.